welcome to the Hear It podcast. I'm your host Rebecca Roberts and each week we're going to be speaking to different guests about their take on how to engage a youth audience. I really hope you like it. This is episode five of the Hear It podcast. Now we're talking all about how we create the right online community for young people and I'm really interested in how we do that for students because you know, campus communities can be really complex places to get right online. You've got um, a variety of stakeholders, you've got students studying at different levels, and you've also got prospective students who are making one of the biggest decisions of their life of where to study based on a lot of the content they'll find online. This episode, I'm speaking to Emma Gilmartin from Glasgow University. Here's what she had to say. Hi Emma, thanks ever so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's fab, fab to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you landed at Glasgow and what you do there? Sure. So my name is Emma Gilmartin and I am Head of Social Media and Student Communications at the University of Glasgow. I joined the university about seven, nearly seven years ago. can't believe it. I've been there seven years. haven't got the itch yet to switch, so I'm still there. Um, and I was the first kind of dedicated social media uh, role that they had. Uh, they were doing social media, but they didn't have dedicated resource. So they employed me to come and um, kind of really harness social media and see how, how it could work for the university. And then since then, I guess it's kind of worked that as we've been able to show impact through social media, whether that be our research, our brand, our reputation, recruitment, various things, um, and obviously student experience, campus experience as well, uh, we've been able to grow the team. So there's now um, there's now seven of us, um, including um, content creators, um, uh, videographers, and the student comms team as well that came in with me about a year ago. So it's a quite a natural partnership, student comms and social media. So it works really well. And so we look after kind of content creation, advocacy, uh, managing social channels across the university and, and advising senior management as well university campuses like they are such a like, micro environment of of, of a, your organization really and I suppose like the theme I'm talking about is around creating that the community for young people specifically but I guess one of the biggest challenges my first question is around like how you get that tone of voice right and a sense of community for a, a university institution yeah it's a strange one tone because I find it really hard to explain how we found our tone I guess it's just evolved over time and it's but it has to be kind of authentic to your institution but having said that Glasgow is a you know an ancient university it's been around since 1451 um but I think even though you're old and you know I guess the equivalent of Ivy League and in the Russell group you can still have personality um and a Glasgow as a city has a lot of personality Scotland does so it kind of naturally fits and we just found this natural voice that we had will be kind of when we've got high highbrow uh, research will be serious of course but if we if it's about like student experience and things I think we can have a bit of fun and of course social is about being social so if you're applying to people um, in a very corporate tone you're not going to get that engagement from people so we've, that's kind of evolved over time our brand is kind of world-changing Glasgow which is all about our world-changing research and our world-changing people but underneath that umbrella brand we've got team U of G which kind of encapsulates who we are as a community and being part of that welcoming Glasgow community and I think it's about also building trust over time we've proved that um that that works and we have backing from senior management that um, we can have that brand and have that autonomy to develop that and I think also it's important we're a small team so we all have that same brand and voice so you're not having if someone's tweeting something it sounds it doesn't sound different to if another member of the team was was doing it. I guess there's a balance between jumping on every new channel and every new trend and getting the basics covered, you know, and how that fits in your 
your team and like you said particularly you don't have like loads and loads of resource what's your advice to team who I guess teams are already feeling overloaded about trying a new channel and working out if it's for them or not I think one of my biggest bugbears I get is when someone says to me oh this university is doing this why are we not on this because each team is different resources are different also culturally universities are different in terms of what they want to go on to so I'd I'd always say don't compare yourself to another university because what's right for you might not be what's right for them might not be right for you Um, it's about finding out what resource you have and what you you know but also where your audience is so I would say that for example we used to be on snapchat and we used that loads for student engagement it was doing really well and then it dipped Um, and then we decided no there's no point in us spending time on doing stories for snapchat we moved much more onto instagram stories and it is important if you're wanting to talk to kind of younger audiences for recruitment conversion and prospective students that you're on the audit you're on the channels where they are um i guess with tiktok and and an example of that we'd wanted to use tiktok for ages and we've been inspired by tony at limerick for what he was doing with with tiktok over over there and we wanted to be on it for a while but we also hadn't we need to think about how we were going to be on it we didn't want to go on it with no plan we had to have a strategy behind it and it was doing really well for us and it it, it was a great channel and we had some fun with it we created some unique content uh that was uh following trends but you know linked to us which is important don't just jump on something because you don't want to be kind of the mom dad dancer on there you want it to be student-led to speak to your students and get them to create content for it too i have a member of my team that's in her early 20s and she's great at helping with that kind of stuff to make sure we're uh, limiting the dad dancing that we're doing or, or ex- extinguishing it completely ideally um but when covid hit we haven't had the time and resource to spend on it so we're hoping to revamp it once we hopefully come through this crisis because it was a really fun channel it was getting good engagement but if you don't have the resource i'd say do one or two channels really well than five mediocre you know mediocre what's been the biggest challenge of keeping that community going in lockdown do you think it's really tough because you're not my team aren't on campus so we can't film as we normally would so we've had to sort of change our style so we we quickly were realized well we still got all these amazing people that we can use to film but we instead of filming them ourselves we either need to film them on zoom or we just give them a few basic instructions they can film themselves send us the copy send us the content and we can edit it so we can add the captions we can add a few pictures or jazz it up a little bit so i think we've had to make sentiments been more important than style and as you'll see on the news every day that's fine because that's what everyone's used to at the moment so that's the way we kind of got around that we also added us a hashtag quarantine of g to make it kind of fit with what everyone was doing and to still build community so encouraging staff to show they're working from home or how they were looking after their mental health students supporting other students it kind of was a nice way of capturing that and and then also using other people to take over our channels as well so that we could still have a really diverse view of campus life or student experience without us actually being on campus it forced us to change the way we worked how important is investing that sort of time and energy into um, making that community work because I suppose you know when we've got times of challenge like you know local lockdowns or students having to little outbreaks and that kind of thing that community spirit and that community engagement um is really key and like I've seen a lot of the comments you've put out with students and them thanking you for little packages that they've received and all the rest of it so it's something it's not like an additional add-on it's it's vital surely for any organization 
Yes, definitely. Um, you need to be communicating with your students and you need to get content from them because student peer to peer content is so powerful. And it's what we try to people make Team U of G. So we try and whether that's staff or students, we try and incorporate them in all the comms that we do. Any examples of students like really contributing during lockdown that have, have helped? So takeovers is a really big you know we give our we give our keys of our social media channels to our community to use obviously with advice and guidance and you know for example freshers week this year was not the freshers week that anyone wanted especially these 18 year olds leaving home for the first time they thought they were going to be partying and having an absolute ball and it disappoint it was disappointing but there were still a lot of activities happening on campus that um, the student representative council at Glasgow and at the other unions were doing for the students so we decided to the freshers week that became a kind of online freshers week but there were some on-campus activities too um, safely organized they took over we've got four unions at the University of Glasgow so each of them took over uh, one day of the week and it really showcased the different areas of you know university life even though it wasn't a normal kind of life completely but I think having that authenticity and the different the different tone of voice, the different um, the different personalities of the unions came across and really gave the audience that it was intended to, the current students, but also prospective students, an idea of what life is like at Glasgow. So you can make it work, you just have to think differently. Also, uh, during graduation week uh, in the summer, again, we had to do a kind of virtual celebration of events. We did a, we crowdsourced um, people singing um, the Latin song that they play at the beginning of all graduations and so we had some students participate in that so it was crowdsourcing students and staff singing the song and the choir pulled it all together into a beautiful video so I think you just have to think about how differently about how you can can bring people involved but it's so important to share student-led content and we also use unibuddies um, and have a load of vloggers that can create that student content as well. It sounds like a lot of positive stuff because I guess you know whilst there were sort of crisis and important updates, you, you kind of need that sort of sense of community and positiveness and like happiness about being part of that community as well. It's not. I think there was a bit of a I guess COVID fatigue after a while of series updates. So I think it's really nice to hear some of the creative stuff you guys have done. I think that's important because we got to a point where we were like, this feels like a natural point to move on to things that are a little bit more positive and supportive because. Like you say, everyone was getting, and we're definitely an hour in October fatigued with that. So, and also our students were doing amazing things to help their fellow students um, it, during this period. Whether it was helping them de-stress during their exams, um, deliver food packages, or, or or things like that. So, um, and our student councils are amazing. So we had easy content that we could package up to showcase and celebrate what the students were doing and thanking them, as well as obviously the teachers that were moving everything online. Um, and I think that positive message and self-help stuff, peer-to-peer help was really important. What would be your top advice for any, I guess, university or other organisational teams wanting to you know, enhance a, an online community for young people? I think it's really important to build a community of your social media um, users across the university. So we have a social media roundtable uh, where we bring people together to talk about projects that we're working on because as a central social media um, team we don't know everything that's going on so having those contacts in the schools in the colleges they they know their students really well as well so they may have people that you can work with to create stories or tell 
you know, that can take over your channels and tell you things you perhaps didn't know about. So I, I think having a really good internal comms network of social media users or com, com, embedded comms people within schools is really, really, really important. And I would say the other key thing to success for us has been we have a really good working relationship with our student bodies. Uh, of course, they, they're, they're representing the student voice and sometimes those opinions may differ slightly from the corporate stance, but um, understanding what they're doing and working with them, they create amazing content. They do amazing things for the students and it's about then you can kind of bring that to life through, through your communications as well. Is there a particular brand or organisation that you think do a really good job at engaging children or young people through their marketing communications? Um, this is too difficult because I'm, I'm slightly older than I'd like to be. So in terms of the youth market, uh, my 13-year-old stepson is keeps me on top of um, trends, which is helpful. Um, but I'd say I mostly the ones I look look at in terms of inspiration for building community and things like that for, for young people are probably the sports brands as well as the football clubs and things like that, the sports clubs, because I used to work uh, for Netball Australia in Melbourne and building you know that that trust and community within you know female sport but then looking at like the, the English Premier League and I'm a Liverpool fan so I follow all the players and the club and what they're doing and I think they they do interesting things to kind of um, tap into their younger audiences um, which I think is is good and then even you know retail brands like Boohoo. It's funny. We got retweeted by Boohoo the other day, which uh, of a story that we'd done about two students getting married, um, two international students getting married on campus, and her father couldn't come. So um, her advisor of studies gave her away, and it did really well on social media. And Boohoo retweeted it, saying, "What a lovely story." And I thought it was a bit random, but then I was like, "Well, that's our target market. You know, young young people maybe looking to the university the universities picking." So that was quite good. But yeah, I I, I look at and on TikTok, we're always looking at. What, what they're doing on there and how um, influencers are using that and how we might tap into it. They're the kind of things we're looking at. Just to finish up, are there any um, podcasts or books that you think are worth checking out? Sure. So um, a couple of podcasts that I really like is Dave Masson's Inspiration on Tap. I love everything Dave does. Um, I'm also, his his voice is very relaxing, as other people have said. Um, I also, another one from two from America is the Thought Feeder podcast with Joel Goodman and one of my heroes, John Stephen Stansel. Um, there's also a book coming out later this year that uh, Liz Gross uh, of Campusona, um, Fundamentals of Social Media Strategy, um, is coming out later in the year. I, I, as a bit of a plug, because I contributed to one of the chapters about how to help uh, your university president slash principal. Um, that looks like it's going to be really good because it's got lots of people from higher ed across in the States mainly feeding into that. So I think that will be good from people on the ground doing it. And then generally, I just find I get a lot of inspiration on Twitter. Um, so much good stuff, mainly from America. Well, lots of the UK universities, but I, I love all of them. So I don't want to name check any in particular because I'll miss some off. But John McBride at um, Brigham Young University in Utah are doing amazing things with um, Instagram stories, whether it be about graduations or sexual assaults uh, campaign awareness, which we've taken inspiration for, for something we want to do later in the year. And then obviously J John Stephen Stansel, who just talks so much sense about for social media people um, in, in the sector. So I, I just, 
I have I speak to a lot of people like that on 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 Twitter, and I find lots of inspiration from them. So that's it. Another episode done. Hope you enjoyed that. Glasgow University are definitely worth checking out online. They pump out some really great content for young people. Um, next episode, we've got Kat Prill from Lancaster University, and it's our last episode looking at creating an online community for young people. So worth checking out. Uh, please rate the podcast, share it, do the usual stuff, and um, I'll catch you next time. Thanks.